Our God has done great things. Come on, let's celebrate him this morning. Come on, lift your voice. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Listen, while we're celebrating, can we celebrate this amazing worship team who does an awesome job? Amen, amen. You may be seated. I think I forgot to say that last time, so I'm glad. <laughs> Uh, well, good morning. Uh, my name is John Harris. I have the privilege of serving as the worship pastor here at Heartland Church. Amen. And I also have the privilege of standing before you guys and speaking this morning. I do not take it lightly, and it's just a, I'm just so grateful. Uh, just so grateful for Pastor Darren and First Lady Lee for your leadership, for your support. And just for the vision that you guys have set forth in this season, uh, just this focus on the Holy Spirit, I know for me, it has been a game changer. It's, it's helped me to realize how important it is that we have the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Amen. How many people know that if we're going to make a difference in the lives of the next generation, it's going to happen through the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So. We're in this season of prayer. We've been going through the Beatitudes, and uh, now we've made it to Matthew chapter 5, verses 8. And it says this, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And I love Pastor Darren's definition of the pure in heart. He says this, A person who's pure in heart is a person who has found the perfect balance between going all in for righteousness and understanding the reality that they need God's mercy. It is not a person who has achieved an elite level of perfection. It is a person who has learned to be totally dependent on God. It is a person who is not irritated by the sins in other people's lives. They understand how much they've been forgiven, so they've learned how to extend the same mercy to other people. It is a person who doesn't become self-righteous in their pursuit of God. They recognize their constant need for God's mercy. And this helps them be merciful to other people. It's a person who realizes, I need more of God. Amen? And I think we all have at least one person in our lives who we know that's pure in heart. And we put that person on a pedestal. And anytime they're around, you always want to put your best foot forward. Whenever you invite them over, you want to make sure your house is clean. You know, everything is cleaned up. <laughs> you want to be the perfect host. That person in my life is my dad, Mr. Nathan Harris. One of the kindest, thoughtful, and loving people that I know. He consistently puts the needs of other people above his own. And I'm proud to be his son. But he also doesn't play about righteousness and holiness. <laughs> he will kindly, lovingly, and discreetly correct you when it is necessary. <laughs> Picture this. I'm relaxing on a nice Sunday evening, right after church, afternoon, Sunday afternoon, there we go. And suddenly the doorbell rings. Who might this be? <laughs> it's my father. He's here to visit, you know, just make, just make a random Sunday visit. And the visit quickly turns into communion, life lessons with the kids, and a brief prayer service. That's my father. <laughs> and just as this scripture tells us, the promise for those who are pure in heart is a supernatural ability to see God. 
And that's such an awesome promise. We're able to see God in everything we experience in life. And the truth is, the world needs more Christians who are pure in heart. So, is that anybody's desire this morning? God, give me a pure heart so I can see you like I've never seen you before. I don't want to focus on the person who has offended me. I want to see you so I can respond in love and forgiveness. I don't want to focus on everything that's wrong with the world. I want to see you so I can make a difference. I don't want to focus on the problem that's right in front of me. I want to see you so I can trust you to lead me through it. Anybody want to see God a little bit clearer this morning? Amen. So as Pastor Nick said yesterday, this is this is the week of 21 days of prayer where we ask God to do a deeper work in us. And so the question that I encourage you to ask yourself this morning is, what is in my heart that is blocking my view of God? What are the idols that I have set up that have led me astray? And I think for some of us, fear is one of those idols. Fear of what other people think. Fear of failure, fear of the unknown, or fear that God won't provide for us. I'm reminded of the story of the rich young man. He came to Jesus and he said, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus said, follow my commandments, sell your possessions, give to the poor, and follow me. And guess how the story ended? The rich young man did not receive salvation that day. He walked away in sorrow because he wasn't ready to let go of what was in his hand to receive what was in God's hand. He was afraid of what he would lose. And I think this story is so relevant for us today. For the rich young man, the idol was money. But for us, it could be anything. What am I afraid to lose? Ask yourself, what am I holding on to so tightly that it's blocking my view of God? Is it my job? Is it my title? Is it my friendships? Is it my family, my children? Whatever it may be, it's time to loosen your grip and give it to God. There is so much more that he wants to give us. Matthew 6.33 says this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Another idol that I think can block our view of God is doubt. Doubt causes us to second-guess what God already told us. It causes us to second-guess our own gifts and abilities, and it keeps us from moving forward. Remember when Peter and the disciples were on the lake, and they thought they saw a ghost? But it was Jesus and so he said, fear not, it is I. You would have thought that once they heard his voice, they would have recognized that it was Jesus, but they didn't. They still doubted. Then Peter said, Lord, if it's you, if it's really you, tell me to come out on the water. So Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and started walking towards Jesus, and he almost made it. But because of the wind, he started to sink. He got within an arm's length 
of Jesus and he was overtaken by doubt. How many of us have been within an arm's length of our blessing, of our breakthrough, of our promise, but we were overtaken by doubt? I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't think I can do it. I'm not worthy. I can't make it. They don't believe in me. The winds of doubt always blow stronger the closer that we get to Jesus. Have you ever had a person who believes in you so much? They appreciate your gifts and talents. They see things in you that you don't even see in yourself. And they give you opportunities to use your gifts. Well, that's how God feels about all of us. And he places people in our lives who feel the same way. Pastor Darren tells me all the time, I believe in you. There's more in you. And I'm so grateful for that. But the truth is, people can believe in you, but they can't believe for you. That's why we must fix our eyes on Jesus and not on our doubts. James chapter 1 verses 6 to 8 says this. But when you pray, you must believe and not doubt at all. Whoever doubts is like a wave in the sea that is driven and blown about by the wind. If you are like that, unable to make up your mind and undecided in all that you do, you must not think that you will receive anything from the Lord. Something else that can block our ability to see God is pride. Pride is the attitude that says, I got this. Or, I know better than you. Or, I'm sufficient within myself. Or, I'm confident in my own righteousness. But Jesus used a parable to call out pride. The parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Here's a quick rundown. The Pharisee and the tax collector went into the temple to pray. The Pharisee stood by himself and he thanked God that he wasn't like any of the other sinners. And he boasted about how much he fasted and how much he gave in his offering. The tax collector, on the other hand, stood at a distance, hung his head and said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus said that the tax collector not the Pharisee, went home justified before God. And that speaks volumes. The tax collector clearly had the right perspective. And I think we sometimes can get it wrong. We look at all the good and righteous things we've done in our life, and we think those works justify us. But that couldn't be further from the truth. At our core... We are just like the tax collector. We are sinners who need God's mercy. The good news is we are forgiven because of what Jesus did on the cross. And we are justified because of what Jesus did on the cross. I think the only way to overcome pride is to take our eyes off of ourselves, our accomplishments, our successes, and place them back on Jesus. Romans 3.28 says this, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith 
without the deeds of the law. Here's the reality. There are so many things that limit our ability to see God clearly. And it's impossible to succeed in our own strength. We need the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives on a day-to-day -day basis. And this is the season to ask, seek, and knock, as Pastor Darren has so eloquently taught us. Matthew 7, 7, 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So I invite you to stand with me this morning. And as we go into a time of individual prayer, can you say this with me? Holy Spirit, show me the things that are blocking my ability to see God. Holy Spirit, change me by your power and give me a clean heart. Holy Spirit, fill me with the strength to go all in for righteousness and mercy. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your presence here today. We are grateful that you withhold no good thing from the ones that love you. Have your way in this time of prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.